0: Radio H.I.S. listening to Radio H.I.S. Radio H.I.S. Uh, Hello everyone, this is Thomas. And this is Jenny. Uh, We are interviewing Miss Dawn, so Jenny, can you ask the first questions? Um,
1: uh,
0: why did you choose HIS?
1: Like why HIS? Hmm. Uh, Well, that's a great question. Um, I chose HIS because I love Hanoi. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. And I read a lot about this wonderful little school in the center of the city called Hanoi International School. And um, I got really excited about the community and about the, you know, the people. And I thought, wow, this really, the more I read, the more I researched, the more excited I got about this wonderful little school in the center of Hanoi. So that's why I came here
0: what do you like about
1: our school is it mostly the community yeah i i do i really like the community i like the fact that it's an ivy school three programs pyp myp and dp Um, the community people are friendly and warm i like the fact that it's a small school so you can really get to know people um I like so many things about it, but you know, a lot of it you walk in the door and there's a really great feeling about the place and you know, the, the, the school has been in around for 20, we're in our 26th year here, so they've been doing a lot of things right and students are wonderful, um, that's, that's a big, big part of it, it's a, a really wonderful student body, okay? okay.
0: What is your
1: vision for HIS? Wow, my vision for HIS is, you know, moving forward to continue the great work, to create even more student voice. Like, this podcast is an example of student voice. Um, I watched TED Talks that happened last, I think last April. Um, That's an example of student voice. I know we have MUN and so many um, different, organizations that were involved in here, but I want to continue that. I think it's really important voice and also choice, um, giving students the opportunity to choose and to lead the learning. Um, I really believe in personalized, individualized learning and student-led learning, so I'd love to see even more of that the 21st century learning skills emphasized, so our students are ready when they leave HIS to be leaders and to be innovators wherever they go. And to have the SDGs at the center, I really believe in sustainable development goals. And I know there's some great projects and clubs here that look at SDGs. And I believe that the future of our planet is so important so part of that, that, that leadership is leading people and making good decisions about the planet.
0: Okay, so uh, how do you think Mr. Terry did during his time as principal? Wow,
1: Mr. Terry was here for 18 years. That is such a long time. Um I know very few heads of schools, in, especially in international schools who are in the same school for that long. I respect him greatly. Um I have a reverence for the you know the past, and i um, I believe he did a lot in his eighteen years here. So respect. I have a lot of respect.
0: Uh, what do you do as a principal
1: here? Wow. I spend a lot of time meeting with people, parents, working with um, PTA, talking with parents, talking with teachers, sometimes, and my joy is like this, talking with students. Um, So I was able to get out to the amazing um, trips, the camps, and go and visit one of the camps and talk to to some students and teachers and observe there. Um, and I also represent HIS um, in, like, Hanoi. Had some school meetings. I will be going to an Coast conference coming up to represent the school there. Um, I also do a lot of work with the IB, and over the holiday, I'll be going to Singapore to lead a leadership workshop for teachers all over Asia. So I'm excited about that. That's kind of in addition to my. Um, Leadership role here, but um, it's important, and it also networking, meeting people, having conversations about um, leadership and teaching is super important for me. So we can be current um, at HIS. So, you're really experienced, Terry. I, you know, Mr. Terry was here for 18 years. I have been in East Asia for 18 years. I worked in um, Shanghai, China, Hong Kong, um, Busan, Korea, um, Xi'an, China, and now here, and in the past I've worked in northern Japan as well. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been in Ivy schools for 18 years, and so I have a lot of different experience to draw in for sure. Okay, on um, the school website it says you're from Vancouver,
0: is it like any different
1: Oh wow, Vancouver, you know what I love about Hanoi is I live near Westlake and I love the water and Vancouver has oceans and has um, mountains and very green and so the green is, I love the green of Hanoi, we're getting quite a bit of rain and I love that and that's what I'm used to, very green. it's different though winter um, I haven't lived through winter in Hanoi yet but I know winter in Vancouver is colder Um, probably the seasons in Vancouver are more um, more diverse Um, although I know I love that Hanoi has seasons and I know that people say hey it gets cold in the winter but not Canadian cold there's there's cold and Canadian cold Um, yeah I think um, you know I know it's a very friendly place. I think Vancouver is pretty friendly too. So I think that the, there's some similarities there in the warmth of the people, in my experience, um, and the love of outdoors. Like being near to Halong Bay and and um, you know not far from the mountains, Sapa, and all of all of these incredible places. That reminds me of Vancouver, where you can go and travel and, and be in the mountains or be on the water. Yeah.
0: Jenny, can you ask the next question? What IB schools did you ever go to, and what were their
1: names? Okay, so I I wasn't a student in an IB school, but I worked at IB schools um, at Yao in Shanghai. And actually, my daughter, I lived there for six years, and my daughter graduated from that school, so she's an IB graduate. And then um, Canadian international school in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong and um, International School of Busan, and um, a place called Xi'an mm-hmm. Liangzhetang International School in China. So those are my four um, international schools i worked at before. And when I lived in Japan many years ago, I worked at something called a gaigukaku gakuing which is a foreign language school. And that was, okay. yeah. So,
0: uh, what did you do in your last school? Were you like always a principal or something
1: else? Yeah, I was a secondary principal for six years in my last school, and so I was in charge of the secondary from grade um, six to grade twelve. Um, and in my previous school, and I also was an MYP coordinator there, in addition to that role, um, as the need came during COVID. Um, before that, I was a curriculum director in a three-program IB school. So, I worked with the PYP, MYP, and DP coordinators, and before that, for, for many years, I was a diploma program coordinator and an art te- You said you love art, Jenny. Um, I was an art teacher, and I love art, too. I taught photography, art, and I taught a course in the DP called TOK, Theory of Knowledge, which I love. And I was Extended Essay Coordinator, and I've helped a lot of people with Extended Essay and personal project.
0: So um, if you took one of the schools you've been at and like, compared it to here, how many times bigger, how many of oh, our schools could fit in?
1: Wow, that, like, <laughs> that's, in a, that's a great question. So the biggest school I worked at, and I, I did work in Canada before, and I worked at a school, a big school in my province with 2,000 students.
0: Oh, that is a lot
1: just for for a few years it was just for grade 11 and 12 so it's kind of like a junior college yeah Uh, it was so our graduation classes were a thousand prep
0: school yeah
1: and it was a yeah and but in for international schools in hong kong canadian international was 1850 students from from pyp early years to mypdp and 50 and so we have 270 here so let's say roughly let's say roughly 300 so six six more than six of our schools what yeah not not the space though but just people wise um space wise there were 14 floors it was a bit definitely a bigger school but um yeah it's not the space it's the the people 1850 so when i was 18. a diploma program coordinator there were 240 that i was supporting just in diploma which is almost the size of our school wow yeah, yeah. The school
0: only has 200
1: people 270 270. oh wait if, yeah. if, there's, if there's 14 floors was there like an elevator oh good question yes there was an elevator um elevators were generally there was kind of in the middle was the seventh floor so the primary were up um wait primary were up several floors and the secondary were down several floors i think there were more floors in the secondary um there was an elevator um for you know if you were injured or for at when adults when parents came or adults who mobility issues there definitely was an elevator that was used but it was mainly the kids like the kids Uh here were in really good shape Uh like HIS students are and they walked up and down the stairs Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a lot oh, but yeah. usually but usually it was more like seven or eight eight for secondary um, and maybe six for primary something well, like be that so
0: painful if your class was on the 14th floor
1: right but you uh, would yeah. the the center where you came in was about i'm, I'm going on memory but about the seventh or eighth so you didn't have that many floors oh. So, so the middle ground. We were on a hill, so the middle ground was like um, the middle of the school. Oh. So primary didn't have to walk all the way down, oh. and secondary didn't have to walk, and they had different cafeterias. Oh, okay, so it I wasn't. See. Yeah. So because that's how big it was. It's like a huge school. So, was so. it was like
0: underground. No,
1: no it was a hill? hill. Yeah, on a hill. Oh. So yeah, like so, it was really cool. The water was down. Okay. The water was down there and the building was on, on is on a hill so it's kind of it's a big climb. You, you, you are you're walking that many stairs but it is like HIS with mm-hmm. our seven floors right especially yes. in secondary. People are in good shape because they have to walk yeah. up and down those stairs and sometimes pretty okay. fast right to get to yeah. a class on time. do you think it's, do you
0: think it's possible for our school to have like more floors?
1: Um, I don't know if we can go bigger than seven. I don't know if there's the intent to go bigger than seven, but, um, elevator is a possibility for the future. That's something that, that we have, you know, had conversations about for, especially for people with mobility issues, like if they've had past injuries or when students get injured. Right? Because that's hard getting up and down the stairs if you've got like crutches, or worse, if we had a student in a wheelchair, right? I think
0: there was one student with one leg that was like plaster, so he had to hop down the stairs and up. Yeah. That must have been really hard. Hard
1: work, yeah. So definitely, thanks for asking that. It's something we've been discussing. Yeah.
0: that you are passionate about service, uh, can you like,
1: emphasize that? Yeah, I love service, service action and creativity activity service in the IB um, and um, I have been involved in a lot of projects, a lot of um, trips where we, we did service in other places like Cambodia, um, I've been in a, um, building houses in Fiji with students Um, and um, working in schools in Siem Reap, in Kuwait in Cambodia, um, and then in China doing service in in our communities in Shanghai, and in Hong Kong, and in Xi'an as well. Um, And I really believe, I mentioned already the Sustainable Development Goals, but I believe in connecting your service to Cleaning up the planet, and um, you know, gender equity and inclusion. Um, we had a couple of students in Xi'an who were from Uganda, um, who were on scholarship, and they were online, online students, and they did some amazing projects that we helped them with in China. One student built a well for a village because they had to walk like a long way to get clean water. So we did a lot of projects, like creating water bottles and like um, things that were good for the environment and for our community. And all the money went to help build a well.
0: So uh, do you do a lot of projects like that, like
1: service projects? Um, I love to. I, when I was in Xi'an, I used to go to a an orphanage a lot and visit and do artwork with the kids. Um, so I love, I love doing service with, with, um, so that I did on my own on, on weekends sometimes. And also we did a lot of work in dog shelters. I have a dog in Canada, well, she's in LA right now and I hope to bring her to Xi'an. I've done a lot of service with kids and adult shelters. Do you hope
0: to do more service in Hanoi? I
1: do. I'd love to be involved in some service projects and I'm really excited about the work the school's doing with Blue Dragon and then some, I've heard about some animal shelters and and work that students have been doing there and I'm excited about helping. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, So do you think it's possible for kids, like maybe elementary students, that they can Uh, also do service and projects like you and create a difference?
1: Absolutely. You know, I went to presentations by the grade 12s and they talked about um, things like proposed really good ideas like setting up a garden at HIS. And I think that would be an amazing thing for older students and younger students to work together and green our school and and grow vegetables and have them in the cafeteria or give them to people who need need food in our community so yeah i think there's a lot um i think service begins at an early age and you know when you're little just like being a really caring compassionate person that's where it starts right where you share and you let someone in front of you in line, or you check in how someone is doing, even like three-year-olds can kind of do, a, a, um, you know, service and centered on, like service on like being caring, oh, so like, like let's start uh, with that learner profile. Simplicity. Yeah, like yeah. caring, because I think service is all about caring. And I think it, throughout all the age levels, we can do service. So uh, next uh, group of questions, um, do you like Vietnamese food? I do, I do. I, um, I like pho, I like um, spring rolls, I like a lot of Vietnamese food. I am a vegan, I don't eat meat, so um, this is a great place to be a vegan and to have to eat so, veggies. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, is it easy to find like alternatives?
1: It really is. Really great veggie, like spring rolls and stuff with yeah, so veggies you, like, and tofu. You can and just remove the meat, right? Easy, yeah. If, if you're a vegan and you eat pho, is it like the broth made of
0: uh, meat broth? You know you what?
1: It. It, it, because, I think because it, Buddhist um, religion was, a, you know, is part of Vietnamese culture, there's a lot of meat substitutes. And I've yeah. been able to find vegan you, you pho. Yeah. With,
0: uh, yeah,
1: I've been really able to find really great pho that's like fake meat or. Yeah. 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 And so, it tastes uh, amazing. What are yeah. your
0: few favorite Vietnamese foods?
1: Oh, I would have to say pho, vegan pho, and spring rolls, like the salad spring yeah. rolls. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. So, uh,
0: have you tried some of the other foods?
1: Um, I don't know the names of everything. I've tried Maybe some I, soups and yeah. Yeah,
0: I should introduce you. Yeah, here. yeah.
1: Are you Vietnamese?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm Vietnamese. Okay. I'm half Vietnamese. My dad is from China. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, which part? Um, the northern part. Like he lived near Beijing, like oh. um, on the countryside, but now uh, his family. They moved to Nanning to like be nearer to our family whenever we visit.
1: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Xi'an is also north. Do you know where Xi'an is? No. Xi'an is where the Terracotta Warriors are. Do you know the Terracotta Warriors? Okay. <laughs> Someday, someday when you go to China, when yeah. it opens up again, you gotta check out the terracotta warriors I mean, The terracotta water
0: warriors are those statues, right? Yes, because, uh, I thousands
1: know. of them, and they were like buried in the ground, wow. and then a farmer oh, found oh, think, them Do you know this
0: yeah, story? I, think I know a little bit Yeah,
1: it's an old yeah, capital, like Beijing was an old capital Was it, uh,
0: Nan- oh, oh see,
1: yeah. yeah, Xi'an, yeah Cause
0: uh, I've been to only the southern part that's oh, okay. the I I only went once when I was still an infant.
1: Okay. Do you speak yeah. Chinese?
0: Uh, very little. I only like know a couple of words.
1: Do you speak Vietnamese? Yeah.
0: Yes, I do. Fluently.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Okay. So, uh, how often would you say you eat Vietnamese food or do you usually stick to the food you're used to?
1: Mm, I would say maybe Vietnamese food maybe a few times a week. Yeah, Yeah. and some of it is kind of fusion Vietnamese and Western, you know? Yeah. 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 Super excited! I have not. I mean, I've been in schools that had international days. Um, In my old school, we had Day of Peace. Um, United, we celebrated the United Nations Day of Peace. Um, And I, you know, a lot of international schools have International Day, but everyone does it different. And I heard that it's really awesome here, so I'm super excited. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: Yeah. That. That's all of our questions. Uh, thank you, Miss Dong, for letting us interview you.
1: You guys are awesome interviewers. Thank, thank you.
0: And that is the end of the podcast. Yeah. This is Radio HIS. You're listening to Radio HIS. Radio HIS.